Just in case our name Clit Talk wasn't a disclaimer enough, we wanted to let you know that this podcast is intended for a mature audience only. So if you have any little ones in the room, now is the time to maybe put some earmuffs on or escort them out. In this episode of Clit Talk, we discuss pussyscaping techniques, what it means to pussify your computer desktop, and who gets ixnayed off the friends list. Pussy, pussy, it's gonna be a good one today, yes. I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk, talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow, bring your pussies to the show. Welcome to Clit Talk. The Pleasure Positive Podcast, where badass women discuss everything from orgasms to gender harmony to the health benefits of masturbation, the sex ed you wish you got, and then some. This first season of Clit Talk is inspired by Regina Thomas Shower, creatrix of the School of Womanly Arts, leader of the Pleasure Revolution, and author of her New York Times bestselling book, Pussy, A Reclamation. Mama Gina defines pussify as... Make it beautiful. Get in there. Take over and glorify your closet, underwear, drawer, office, or your list of friends. Create space in your life for beauty. Keep only what makes you feel that way. <clears throat> when I hear you say that, I hear a get up in that pussy and make her happy. So, <laughs> so let's begin with the obvious. How do you pussify your body? Sugar. I'm pretty sure we should begin with you since you've been taking on an academic study of the subject at hand. So can you tell us about your pussyscaping practices, please? Yes, absolutely. The irony is I'm full-blown on my period right now. And uh, normally I would show you everything. Um, but today I'm not doing that. I'm sorry, ladies. It'll have to wait till... <laughs> It'll have to wait. I already see it, right, though, girl? I know. It never gets old. I know. <laughs> So for my pussyscaping practices with my pussy, um, I do a couple of things. I like to every three weeks get a delicious Brazilian wax, which includes the asshole. I don't bleach my asshole, though. It's just wa- It just gets waxed. <laughs> I'm not about bleached assholes. <laughs> I can bleach your asshole for you if you I don't, want. No, thank you. I used to laser assholes. <laughs> That um, doesn't grow back. Pause, pause oh, one wow. moment. Um, Nurse Katie, can you just rewind one second? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, why did you laser anyone's asshole? I worked at laser tattoo and laser hair removal <laughs> for a long time. And um, I got really skilled in body hair and scaping that shit off. Are all assholes alike? Um, I mean... <laughs> The, they're they're all pretty similar, I guess. Um, they're all. I mean, they're not all like because of grooming and cleanliness. So when <gasps> so when the uh, laser, the hot laser, would hit and singe that hair, <laughs> you'd know if they were clean down there. Oh no! Like yeah. that a little. No, no, no. A little... Was it? What was the percentage of men and the percentage of women? Good question. Oh, for laser hair removal, for, it was I know, just. Specifically assholes. Okay. <laughs> I hope I'm not like, there's no HIPAA violations with this. So um, <laughs> there were a lot of men. Yeah. It was mostly men who came in to get their assholes lasered. You know, but but all the women who came in would also get everything. So it was really 50-50. I mean, I feel like um, particularly with that area of getting lasered, it was 50-50 with men and women. 
I just went to go get my upper lip lasered and she burned me a little bit. And when I told my friend, she's like, at least it wasn't your asshole. <laughs> so when you she went, rather it be your asshole so when, than your face. Well, when she went to go get her asshole lasered, it burned her, and, she, and every time she had to wipe her ass for like three days, it really hurt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was so. just imagining like it. It was so shocking that she, someone sharded or something. Oh no! What's a shart? Oh, a little, a little. Oh. A sh- you fart and a little shit comes out. Oh! You didn't know what sharding was. I'm from the East Coast. I don't know this stuff. Okay. Do, Sharding is come universal. On, raise, your, raise your hand. This can be anonymous, for, but for our listeners won't know, but I want to know. Raise your hand if you've ever sharded. I had to. I did today. That's pretty much. Okay, that's everybody, actually. Yeah, except, for, except for one person. You won't know who that is. Well, I had I'll two babies. Tell. Oh, yeah. That's so different. sometimes oh, yeah. when you're pushing, it happens. No, my, my mom was a labor and delivery nurse. She said about 80% of the women shit on the delivery table. It's yeah. very, very normal. It's one of my fears to shit on the birthing table. I don't want to. <laughs> I, think the do- I think the doctor's pretty used to it. And I think that's literally the last thing you're worried about when a- you're squeezing a watermelon through your pussy. <laughs> okay, so we- back to you, sugar. Please, <laughs> please tell us about your pussy escaping I- And I actually shit sugar, so... That's where the name comes from. <laughs> so, She's sugar. a unicorn. She shits sugar. So that must mean you get a lot of tossed salads. Oh. oh. Okay. Anyways, come on. Let's let her. Well, from pussification to acidification, I I don't even know where to begin. Uh, yeah, so what I like to do is I like to get a Brazilian wax. I like to include the asshole, and I like to leave a nice landing strip because my husband has been a pilot his whole career. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I just like want him to know where the runway is. Oh my yeah, yeah, yeah. It leads up right to the top of my clitoris, and I like it. And I I'll trim that, so I like to keep that um, like soft enough where it's not spiky. Um, I don't like when things are, but when my, when hair is spiky, I literally will like shave all my arms, and my legs, like every day. Like I just like being super buttery, like skin to skin. I love being like just super, um, like soft. Like imagine if there's like oil between it, I want to just feel the skin and not the sensation of like hair pushing against it. Um, so that, that's what I do for my pussy. Um, but then I also spray like a tonic or rose water on my pussy just to give it a nice little moisture, like a... Um, a little unconditional loving moisture there to it. So I either use the Caudalie, which you guys have all heard me talk obsessed. about. Uh, obsessed. Their, their beauty elixir is what it's called. You can put it anywhere, and it's just the most delicate moisture uh, ever. Love Caudalie beauty elixir. And then Lindsay just showed me the this brand. That's It's a rose water and glycerin that I'm using for my face now. Oh. I just bought it. Um, yeah. My grandma got it for me for my birthday couple days ago yeah you can get it it's like you can get it at whole foods i forget the oh brand. is it like the aura glow one Maybe. that comes in the pink bottle yes, yes. yes. i love yeah. that yeah. one it's I love so that one. amazing it yeah. literally says on the packaging that it the vibe has been raised yeah. and i respect yeah. that i respect <laughs> that too where do you get that from you i got i got mine at whole foods me too yeah. i got mine at lawson's it's just another health food store I just, I spray it on, I like, I get, it's the first thing I spray, I put like 50 things on my face, you know, like mm-hmm. oils and moisturizer, but it's the first thing I get out of the shower, I dry off, and then I just, you spray this rose water on, and it is so refreshing, and it's so nice, and I feel like it actually makes my skin look better, too. It's like a really good, like, natural toner. 
pussify my face. It's so funny that you had sugar talking about pussyscaping because there's actually a technique that I haven't tried, but I really want to try called sugaring. Has anyone ever heard of sugaring? Yes. Yeah, it's like it's supposed to be um, way kind of less invasive than waxing and less painful. And they literally Ooh. like take this like almost like a sugar paste and they like gently massage it into you and it dissolves the hair. And it's supposed to have the same effect. <laughs> Sugar's face. <laughs> it's like, wait, you get to get your pussy massaged yeah, with sugar. and the hair comes off so. at the same time. Yeah, it's supposed to be. It's it's really popular in Europe, and my sister started doing it when she was living in Germany. And it's there are some salons in LA that do it. I know, um, but I'm actually really wanting to try that form of pussyscaping because I tried waxing before, and that shit hurts. Yeah. I had a I like Kelly Clarkson play. moment. I like yeah, have I to wax bleeding. though. I did it once, and really? I never did it again. Really? Yeah. I've been so, waxing since I'm 16 years old. Like, see, I, that's really. Uh, kind of surprising to me because I didn't even think about my pussy hair until I was in my, I don't know, 40s. I mean, you know, you shave around when you go wearing a bathing suit. But my generation, we didn't have the kind of porn you young people do. And so this, now we're hippies. Th- this concept of shaving it all off was really new being an adult woman. But I did try it a couple of times. Because I wanted to see what the reaction was, right? Between the differences of doing landing strips or shaving it all off or having hair or whatever, just like reactions, how I like it and how they like it kind of thing, how the men like it. But overall, I feel so prepubescent without the hair. It just weirds me out. So I have to have some hair. So Cameron Cameron Diaz was actually talking about this because I'm actually on the other end of the spectrum, right? Like I lasered everything off. I lasered myself. Because I could at my job. And we would laser, the nurses, we would laser each other. And um, I can't grow anything back. So when I was reading this book, like 80% of hair removal is considered an excellent result with laser hair removal. So when I wanted to grow something back, like it's super patchy. And Cameron Diaz was talking about this. I remember I was working there and I was like, this is bullshit. She's like, I'm investing in... uh, what is it? Uh, pussy hair transplants because everyone's going to want their hair back and have that Demi Moore spread bush and they're not going to be able to do it. And I now, like reading this book, having these conversations, like wanting to do something fun with my, you know, pussy hair. Why don't you just get a Merkin? Exactly. Get a what? A Merkin. What's a Merkin? It's like a, it's, it's a, it's a pussy weave. It's like Shut oh, up, I thought it was a wig. It's a weave. How much does that it's cost? A, it's like a no. It's like a wig. It's like a it's like a pussy wig. How do you but, attach it? How do you attach it? It's not I'm the sure there's same. some sort of like adhesive, like some sort of tape or whatever. But you know what I mean. They use it in film industry when they need some you know 1970s look. You know what I mean. Oh, that fro, right. that nice. You know what I mean. It comes in, it comes in color, like neon yeah. colors too. Oh yeah! <laughs> wow, this was a thing. I just learned something new it was right a, now. A trend. Those are going on the blog for sure. <laughs> um, so, so that's pussifying our bodies. And how about our environments? How do we pussify our homes or our work spaces, our gardens, our cars? I'm really into every few months or so. I'll do a comb through. I'll get rid of things in my closet that don't make my pussy wet. That just don't bring me joy or no longer 
are in alignment with how I want to present myself. I do my purse at least once a week because all kinds of shit gets thrown in there, which then it just is a clusterfuck of stuff. Um, my car too. I, it's really important for me. I, I really believe that my outer environment reflects my inner reality. And so it's important to me to maintain that sort of hygiene, that pacification hygiene in all aspects of my life. Sometimes it's my makeup bag. Sometimes, you know, it's a random drawer. I just think it's really important to to stay on top of that and get her done. Well, Leah, that, that sounds like an opportunity for clothing swaps, regular ones. Heck yeah, girl. Show me what you got. Mm-hmm. I can't even tell you how many friends are now wearing my the clothes that I've no longer bring me joy. They send me pictures. They're like multiple friends. Oh, look, Melody, like look at what I'm wearing today. Oh, I wore this to this event and I wore that and it makes me feel so good and that really is it's like a part of pussifying right you let go of what no longer serves you and you give it to somebody else so I'm gonna be really honest and say that I was really um not looking forward to this recording today about (laughs) pussification which right now in my life I'm not utilizing so much so I have this one closet of mine. Some of you ladies know. We've seen it. Yeah, yeah. And it's piled up, the clothes, and I wait till there's like such a big pile, and then I just do a shit ton of laundry. And that could go for a month or six weeks at a time. And I have this justification like, okay, I've got this job. I got a side business. We're doing clit talk. I got some kids. And I was domestic goddess for all the years that I raised my kids, and I don't want to deal with it anymore. <laughs> but, but, but just like Lola was saying, intuitively, I so know that how I feel on the inside is connected to how I keep my environment. So in certain aspects, like my body, of course, I keep myself clean, make sure my hair looks good, and just different things like that. But something about this domestic thing now, I'm so resistant to, and it does bring me suffering. For me, um, when I'm when finances are low, I still um, allocate fifty dollars a month for a deep clean, and that's just to have somebody come in and do my floors and like handle my mirrors, my windows, like all the things that I don't want to do. Um, and it really gives my gives me something and makes my life it increases my my quality of life so much as I think it's worth it like yeah. regardless of your kind of Absolutely. financial thing and then you can always phone a friend too to come yeah, and help you out because when I pussified my closet right after reading this chapter Melody came over and then like you know your hangers aren't all the same kind of hangers and like <laughs> you got dry cleaning hangers in here and 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 when was the last time you went through this stuff and so she like went through everything with me you know so call a sister we'll do that with you but I don't want to step over the fact that you pussified your whole living she Tamiko has this gorgeous apartment condo uh two stories and you pussified the entire downstairs furnished it with gorgeous furniture and pillows and new tableware so even though that one little closet you know is still hanging on there but I want to hear what do you have to say about pussifying the rest of your home because you did do it I did. I did do some of that. And I, and I, I do give myself a break. I don't push myself. And I am really trying to move past 
ask, not asking for help or, or even paying. I've never really had a maid in my house because I'm a really good cleaner and I like it done a certain way. And I feel bad for the person cleaning my crap. Isn't that weird? But I just have that feeling like, oh, I don't want somebody to go clean my toilet. I'll do it. You know, so I need to learn how to, you know, bring other people in when I need help in those terms. Yeah. When I was a a teenager, I um, cleaned in this, I was working at this holistic studies institute and I cleaned the public bathrooms on the campus and I cleaned um, kind of basically like the hotel rooms of the campus. And it was a really good experience for me, actually. There's nothing like cleaning shit that's not yours off of a toilet to have you really appreciate any job you have after that. And also what it does for your level of compassion, there's not really a public bathroom that I go into that I don't make it better while I'm in there before I leave because I know that it's somebody's job to come in and handle it. So if I see stuff on the floor, I'll like pick it up or I'll like clean off the sink or whatever needs to be done. And the funny thing is about cleaning is it's a job that's there for all of us. If everything else falls apart, we can still do those basic things. Like people can not have to speak the same language or have like a highly technical skill set. And it's there and it's it's good work at the right time of your life. So I hear you. I'm feeling like guilty about it. I know for me, I was pre-clean before my person comes over. <laughs> but, but yeah, I totally hear you. So um, <laughs> Regina said, Mama Gina said something really interesting about pussifying our list of friends. So has anybody here done that in the past or does anybody see a need to do that right now in in your lives you know I've had this um, friend for a couple of years recently actually I'm struggling with it because recently I went to a festival with her and we were I was camping with her for a few days and she was being extremely aggressive and mean and um, rude just disrespectful to everybody consistently and I've been thinking about this. It's like, do I, is this, what do I do? Like, I've been friends with this girl for a couple of years. And do I really need this person? Like, this person that's clearly not being a friend to me is not being, not respecting me. What do I, like, Don't do talk. I keep? I'm sitting right here, Melody. I <laughs> <laughs> plug your ears. Plug your ears. You. But yeah, what do you do? Like, what do you do? Do you just cut people off in your life that are no longer serving you and no longer your friends? If and they're it's, mean to you, yes. fuck yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, it, it is. Or do you, or, or, and then the other side of me is like, oh, but maybe they're going through something, you know, that they're not, I need to give them more love. No, that's called you know, codependency. Yeah. yeah. If they're going through something through three <laughs> yeah. years, you know. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's like I really am. I'm, I'm definitely going through that right now. And like it's not like I'm that's it, nothing. But I there's no longer. I don't I haven't been reaching out to her anymore. I'm not interested in calling her. You know, it's, it's something that no longer serves you. It's like a piece of clothing. If you, you hold it, it doesn't give you love. It doesn't show you love. It doesn't bring you joy. Then like let it go I think we've all had like friends like I, I know I've definitely had a friend who I like kind of cut out of my life I'm interested to hear maybe like what are some of the effective and ineffective ways that we've like cut people out of our lives <laughs> like because for me like I, I what I'm hearing is like you just kind of like stop calling them and I maybe that's the best way to do it, but I don't know because then it kind of leaves the person like wondering 
then it makes me wonder, like, has anyone ever done that to me? Like, they just kind of faded out of my life. <laughs> I had to literally block someone, like, block them on my phone because I was getting such harassing messages at a certain point that— um and I and we had com- like totally had conversations like we're no longer friends, we're no longer working together in business. That's it. And um, it just didn't like, like it didn't get through. Like I think it was just like the reality that was just like too much. Like it was like she forgot that we had those conversations. <laughs> you tried to break up with her, and she was like, "No." <laughs> Basically, and then it got like really harassy. So I actually just blocked her, and I don't know if she's tried to reach out to me ever since. Probably I was. Not that- Probably not the most effective, but I recently went and heard Marianne Williamson speak and she said that if we are able to walk away from somebody with love, then great. And if not, then that person will manifest again in another body, right? They'll just show up in the form of another person and they'll trigger the same issues. So I can definitely speak into... um, separating with love like where it was just sort of mutual and there was an understanding that we were no longer on the same page we didn't vibrate at the same frequency anymore and then I also have had experiences where just after our last recording I went to Trader Joe's and I ran into my ex-best friend who I haven't seen in eight years and that was one of those friendships where it wasn't clean and you could tell because we were both a little uncomfortable it was super awkward it was very shallow and surface level how are you how's your family so glad everything's okay okay bye Uh, and I was a little sad afterward but I also had to realize that now eight years later we definitely have grown and gone our separate ways and that's okay and I can still send her love I can still love her now even if I wasn't able to love her before we ended our friendship years ago There's a saying that um, people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And that just goes to say that friendships aren't always meant to last forever. Um, It's not a marriage. It's not a binding contract. So I think you learn what you learn and you grow from whatever that experience is and you move on. Recently, I discovered there's this other way to pussify your list of friends too um, that's not necessarily just like ghosting them or cutting them off but literally finding a way to clear out whatever is unsaid unresolved incomplete resentments or misunderstandings and just get those clear with the individual and um, I found that to be a great great way of pussifying as well. There's de- definitely something you just said, Eve, like sparked this in me. Speaking of friends, right? Like the flip side of pu- like pussifying your friends. Like lately I've been doing this. Everyone's sitting in this room as, as a result of that. I, I really thought about who are the people that I know that I'd really like to cultivate a friendship with. Because they say, I forget who says it, but you are the, the, like, the middle, the median of the six people you spend the most time with. And I'm like, all right, so I need to, I want to like level up my friends. I want to be around people who create, you know, that are going to be uplifting and push me and are maybe like more successful than I am or, you know, doing something that I I aspire to do. So, and like seeking out these really powerful women and instead of being, you know, intimidated by them, like allowing them to be like my friends and my mentors and people that inspire me and like really creating that space for myself and like actively like cultivating relationships with people that I think are fucking awesome and cool. 
Yeah, I like this idea of pussifying your um your your friends list because what it does is um it gives you an opportunity to look at what inside of me has attracted this situation and these people and why am I holding on? And I think once you have that space to actually think about what is this connection and why are you drawing this, then as Eve said, you can have these conversations with these people. You know, here's where I'm coming from. Here's where I see it's not benefiting either one of us. And to have those conversations, even though they're sad, but life is nothing but impermanence. You know, we all die. Seasons change. Friends go. I'm a military brat. I went to four different high schools. I learned very quickly that grab people that you connect with, get everything out of it, and sometimes you got to go. Sometimes it doesn't look pretty. Sometimes it's sad. But there's real purpose to it as individuals. And it's so much better to not hang on to all the anger or the resentment or the hurt feelings and just send them like Lola was saying, hoping for their lives to move forward and be happy and grow and maybe someday reuniting in a different circumstance and being happy. So once you've created all this extra space in your life, um, when you take out that extra noise and energy vampires, if you will, there you are with yourself, right? So what about pussifying our mental space? How do we beautify our thoughts and our self-talk? As far as pacifying my mental state, I've really taken on the practice of positive self-talk. I think we can all relate to having an inner critic who's harsh as fuck and mean, <laughs> rude, the worst. The worst. <laughs> and it really takes something to develop an inner voice that speaks louder, more loudly, with kinder, gentler thoughts that are more in alignment with who you really are, the reality of your beauty and of your love and your graciousness and your radiance and the contribution that you are to the planet at this time. So I really love taking on positive self-talk. I also started this practice where before I go to bed, I say four sentences to myself every, every night. And the first one is, you can use God, the universe, source, love, the divine, whatever you want to say. So I would say something like the divine, um, praise the divine for my life. Um, thank the divine for my body world, which is, you know, this physical world reality we live in. The divine loves me and ohm compassion. And I have to say that I really wake up in a better state than I did before I took on this practice. Yeah, I've been wanting to have a solid meditation practice in my life and I would I wanted to wake up early and be, you know, in that crack of dawn um, brilliance that that happens in meditation and I couldn't get myself to get up and do it every single day, so I was missing a lot of days and my days were kind of going awry when I wasn't meditating first. So what I did was I just I just created a little flyer and now there's this call-in uh, meditation that I guide 
And so it ensures that I will get up at 5.55 every single morning, Monday through Friday, and I will meditate. And whoever shows up to meditate with me, they're my team because they're the ones who ensure that I get up out of bed because I don't want anybody to come to the call and have me not be there. So I've been really pussifying my mental space by just having a regular meditation practice. I love that. I want to create a group call for masturbation too. (laughs) (laughs) Edgy. That's That's a digital orgy. Yeah, that's, that's, an, that's an amazing accountability structure. Zoom. Yeah, digital orgy. Whoever wants to just moan with me, 5 p.m. on Thursdays, I'll be there. Uh, yeah. I've, I've moaned with strangers before. <laughs> yes, you have. I, I, used to, I used to hear my neighbors behind me in my apartment having sex all the time. And instead of being like irritated by it, I imagine that they were like the hottest people ever, and I would like masturbate with them. Yeah, no joke, no joke. <laughs> yes, I, they would have sex. So, like they were having sex so loud, I could hear his balls slapping her ass, and I was like, what? "They're having a good time." I'm just gonna imagine them to be super hot, and I'm gonna get off with them. Like if you can't fight them, join them. You know? Amen. Absolutely. I'm really turned on right now, and I. I'm not totally sure why. I kind of am too. Talk about pussifying your environment. And they just like gave you that gift. Pretty much. Right? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, so the opportunity of pussifying all these areas, our bodies, our environments, our relationships, our minds, such beautiful things come out of this. And I know for me, Eve's holding, <laughs> making sure that I share this on this uh broadcast is I I actually pussified my office and um, we have a three bedroom house, but my office is like my space. And that's where like I grow my babies, which have been my projects and my work and my creativity. And I, uh, I reorganized like a whole part of it. I had this big uh, picture wall and I took it down because I had enjoyed it enough. And, um, and I realized after moving all my furniture around in my office I was like oh there's space for a baby in here now and it was really like a thought that I wasn't expecting or even wanting to have like at that moment and it was just really a beautiful result of taking on this pussification practice you never know what's going to be on the other side a bassinet. Okay, listeners, it's time now for our special exercise. First, find yourself a piece of paper and a pen where you can make a note in your phone. Go ahead and write the top three areas of your life that it is time to pussify. This could be the places you go or the people you see or the things you tell yourself, the objects you keep in your home. Whatever comes to your mind first is perfect. Now, once you have your three words right now, go ahead and close your eyelids, place your hand on your pussy, and take a deep breath in and out. Now say to yourself, I declare to pussify my, and say those three things that you are committing to beautifying in your life. Wardrobe. And declare to pussify my car, finances, purse, heart. I declare to pussify my makeup bag. (laughs) (laughs) And when you're ready, join in with us for the pussy chant. 
Pussy. Pussy, 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 at Clit Talk Show, and also please come over to our blog and our community page, which is clittalkshow.com. Comment, share. We want to know how this is making a difference in your life and any other cool ideas you have. All right, have a great day. Did you just love this episode of Clit Talk? Well, shit, then you better head on over to iTunes and subscribe, but only if you want amazing orgasms. Also, while you're over there, please rate us and leave a review. But again, only if you're open to incredible sex and amazing relationships. And if you email us a screenshot of your review to clittalkcontest at gmail.com, you will be automatically entered to win a $100 Amazon gift card. We can't wait to give you some free shit.